TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. From KMOX Sports, the bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You bet. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a this is Sports Open Line on KMOX. A good Monday evening to you. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley, hosting Sports Open Line for the first time. It's my first day on the job. I haven't even uh, filled out all the paperwork yet, but I get here. They put me on. I'm very happy to be here. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, what you can expect from me coming up in just a few moments. But we are going to start this show off with a bang. It is my pleasure to welcome on to the program one of the many people that has helped create the legacy of this great radio station. We welcome Bob Costas onto the program right off the bat. Bob, thank you so much for taking some time. How are you? Matt, I'm fine. Congratulations. And just now it flashed through my mind that it's a mere 48 years ago that I was in the very same position you're in tonight, saying hello to the St. Louis audience for the first time. It's uh, I grew up in St. Louis, Bob, and I can't tell you how special this is. And my dad actually worked at this station in the 60s, and I, I just I grew up on KMOX. I grew up on Cardinal Baseball. And here I am. I'm hosting Sports Open Line and talking to Bob Costas. It's really cool right now. Well, let's hope I don't mess things up as your first guest. It's a lot of responsibility here. When, um, as your career has progressed and, and, and I, everything that you've done, you've always been connected to St. Louis and the mm-hmm. roots of KMOX. What does that mean to you to look back and know the role that this station played in your development and who you became? It can't be overstated. I was so lucky at age 22 to land a job, and luckily I lasted a a good deal longer than the Spirits of St. Louis did. They were around for only two years from 74 to 76, and when the ABA folded, they were not among the teams that was absorbed by the NBA, but by then I guess I had gotten a foothold at KMOX. I will be eternally grateful to Robert Hyland uh, for hiring a 22-year-old kid who had virtually no professional experience less than a year removed from college. Um, And when I got to St. Louis, pardon me, where I had never set foot until uh, I was brought in for an interview, and I've told this story before, I was so certain that it was the longest of long shots. I I had told them, however, that I would work for whatever they would pay me. I said, you fill in the blank. Whatever it is, (laughs) this is not a bidding war. If I had the money, I'd pay you to have this job. Maybe that helped a little bit, but... I was so certain that it was a long shot, and I was just flattered to have been called in to be interviewed. I thought, well, I'd better go to Stan Musial and Biggie's restaurant because I'm not going to be back here for a long time, if ever. And so I went by myself to Musial and Biggie's before a flight that connected through Detroit and back to Syracuse. And back then, prices were lower, and I, I think I had a burger and a, a Coke or something, and the tab might have been 10 bucks, 12 bucks, if that. 
and I left a tip in cash of three singles, a quarter, a nickel, and a penny. And I'm sure the waiter was baffled, but that was 331, which was a tribute to Stan Musial's lifetime batting mm-hmm. average. That's really cool. That's that's really, really cool. And you mentioned Stan Musial. In St. Louis, it's different. When you are someone who played for the Cardinals, and you don't have to be Stan Musial, you, you can be somebody who does not have the career of a Musial because not many mm-hmm. do. You mean something in this town, oh, yeah. and people remember you forever and ever. It's it's a really cool thing that happens here. Yeah, some people from outside St. Louis, and I'm sure you're aware of this, there's some resentment about the idea of baseball's best fans or the best baseball city, but they're wrong. Fans are passionate, as passionate, in a handful of other places, but the combination of passion, knowledge, civility, and appreciation, that combination in the proportions in which you find it in St. Louis and the relative absence, even as things have gotten more coarse in society in general, the relative absence of mean-spiritedness and and the kind of edgy stuff that you find other places, that distinguishes baseball in St. Louis. Um, I grew up in New York, uh, surrounded by Yankee broadcasts and later Met broadcasts. Um, but if I had not spent most of my adult life in St. Louis, I don't think I would have quite the appreciation of baseball uh, that I do today. Being around baseball in St. Louis was a very meaningful thing to me, as well as being at KMOX. So, Bob, this is actually the second time we have spoken, and you will have no recollection of the first time, but when I was in high school... I was working as a board operator at another radio station in town, KFNS, and I was on uh, the board on a Saturday morning. I don't really remember who was hosting, and they were talking about something, and you were driving around, and you called up. You just you you really wanted to chat about what they were talking about. It was something baseball related, and that always struck me because we know who you are, Bob. And there you were. You heard a conversation on local radio, and you just you had to get involved with that. I was I always thought that was that kind of cool that you were willing to do that. <laughs> or else I was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually don't impose myself on people. When when they ask, I try to be accommodating, but I don't just barge in usually. Uh, I must have known the hosts and, and had some kind of relationship there and thought I could contribute something. I still remember writing your name on the call screen and the host going, "Are you? this isn't a prank? Are you sure this is a real deal? And it, uh, Unless somebody could do a really good Bob Costas impersonation, it was indeed you that morning. Well, there you have it. And, you know, by the way, I don't think anybody really does a good Bob Costas impersonation. You know, Daryl Hammond, who for years and years was a mainstay on Saturday Night Live, one of the great impressionists. Uh, and they had a few sketches where there was a sportscaster being played and, and they had someone playing me. And that someone was Daryl Hammond. And then we crossed paths. And he says to me, you know, I can't get you. He says, I use some of the words and phrases you use, but I can't get your voice. I can't get the pacing. I can't get the rhythm of it. It's, it's very frustrating. And then he went on the Major League Baseball Network, where my son, St. Louis native Keith Costas, is an associate producer and sometimes gets on the air. And he says, you know, I tried to imitate your dad. And then he had me speaking to him, saying, You've got the great Clinton, you've got the great Gore, you've got the great Bush, but you tried to do me, and you failed utterly. 
but that doesn't sound like me at all. So <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. Is that something you appreciate when when you're at the place where they're going to attempt to impersonate you on SNL? <laughs> I think sometimes that just comes from being around, you know. Um, I, I, I did some bits on SNL a couple of times, and that was really fun. Uh, back at that stage of my career in the 80s and in the 90s, uh, being on Letterman and Leno and one time with Johnny Carson, which was a tremendous thrill, and Conan O'Brien and Saturday Night Live. Uh, it was really fun. And it had the same effect on my national career as Jack Carney had on my local career in St. Louis. I show up, I'm calling these basketball games. I guess I'm doing pretty well. People seem to like it. But the broader audience didn't really know who I was. And one day I'm walking down the hall, and Jack Carney was the king of morning radio in St. Louis, one of the all-time greats doing what he did, just holding forth with a combination of sketches and stories he would tell and interviews he would do. He was just a master of it. And so he beckons me into the studio, sits me down, and he starts, in effect, leading me through a personal biography, uh, which wasn't that extensive. I was 22 years old, to introduce me to the St. Louis audience. And Jack took a liking to me, and he would bring me back and involve me in sketches and bits that he did. And I think, A, uh, it endeared me to some extent to the St. Louis audience, but B, it loosened me up because I was getting laughs, mostly because Jack was setting me up to get laughs. I'm getting laughs. People appreciate it. And it makes you be more spontaneous, less like, oh, I have to be a very authoritarian announcer. And the same thing happened when I went to NBC. I was playing golf with the late Don Olmeyer, who then ran uh, NBC Sports. And he, had, uh, he and Dick Ebersol had basically been protégés of Bruin Arledge at ABC, and then they each went off to NBC, and subsequently Don became the head of entertainment during the 90s when NBC had must-see Thursdays. He was one of the most successful and charismatic people in television. So we're playing golf, and I'm telling him stories and whatever, and he said, you know, this is the key. If you can bring some of that to your on-air stuff, if you don't do that, you'll still be good because you're okay at the craft. But if you can bring some of that personality in, that's what will elevate you. And shortly after that, by sheer luck, David Letterman needed someone to play a sportscaster role on one of his early stunts. He'd been on NBC in late night only a month or two. It was the spring of 1982. And he was looking for Marv Albert or Don Crickey or somebody, and none of them were around. And so he settles for me. And it was elevator races. And I got it because I was a Letterman fan. I knew what he wanted. He wanted this mock serious thing as if it was a real sports cast, but it's nonsensical. And I guess I did pretty well with it. And he invited me back into the studio to sit on the set and be with him. And subsequently, I did a number of other little bits with him and sometimes came on just as a guest. And that David Letterman did for me before a national audience, what Jack Carney had done for me before a St. Louis audience, because he loosened me up. It just, I felt, well, this is working. People are laughing. David Letterman seems to like it. I guess I can be a little bit more irreverent on the air, and, and things took a turn for the better after that. Bob, I can't thank you enough. For the rest of my life, I'm going to remember in my first moments of hosting Sports Open Line, I had you on as a guest. This is really, really cool for me. Thank you so much for taking the time. 
Matt, it sounds to me like you're much more self-assured than I was uh, when I was starting. Of course, you got a few years on the 22-year-old Bob Costas. I don't think you're going to need much luck. You take it from here. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. Okay, Matt. <clears throat> Bob Costas joining us here on Sports Open Line, and we are out of the gates. That's how we are going to get going here on a Monday night. My name is Matt Pauley. I'm going to be with you Monday through Friday. If there's not Cardinal games, we'll be here 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock for Sports Open Line. When there's Cardinal games, I'll have you for pregame and postgame across the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. I'll tell you a little bit about myself, what you can expect out of this program. We'll do that next. It is Sports Open Line on KMOX.